Hello and welcome to my podcast, Just For Today. I am Steph Granger, therapeutic mentor, and I am delighted that you are here. My intention for the Just For Today podcast is to inspire, empower, share my knowledge, tools and techniques, as well as what some may call my wisdom to help you navigate this crazy thing called life. Each episode, I will dig into the lessons I have learned, either through client work or personal experiences, or sometimes both. And most importantly, share tangible tools for you to take away in order for you to truly live in the present just for today. So let's not waste any more time and get into the show. Hello, hello. Steph here, delighted to have you back. I am riding high still on a week away. For those of you that follow on my socials, will know that I have just got back from a holiday with my family. Me and my husband accompanied my brother, his partner, his two sons, and my mum and stepdad for my brother's 50th birthday to the beautiful island of Ibiza. And this was not my first visit. Me and my brother decided to return to this beautiful resort in Ibiza called Kalalonga, or Kalayonga, as the locals pronounce it. We used to go every year for a number of years with my dad. Um, When my mum and dad got divorced, my dad used to take us on holiday every year for two weeks, me, my brother and my sister. And we went to this resort and it was perfect. My dad could relax. It was family friendly. There was lots for everybody to do. And so we went every year. And we stopped going. um, Well, I stopped going because I got to the point where I wanted to go on holiday with my friends. Um, But my dad has never returned since the passing of my sister because he's felt that he just didn't want to go back there. There were so many memories there. And for 32 years, I felt exactly the same. Until my brother last year said to me, Steph, I want to go back and I want to go for my 50th. Will you come? And I immediately just thought, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if I'm up to it. I don't know if I'm brave enough. I just don't know. But with gentle encouragement from my husband, we booked. And faster than you can say Ibiza, it was here. The trip was here. And off we went. And I documented my experience on Instagram because I knew it would be a time of reflection for me. But I didn't expect what came. I expected sadness. I expected to feel sad of all the memories that would come flooding back. What I didn't expect was anger. Oh my goodness, for 48 hours, I was internally seething. In a way, like I say, I just I just didn't expect it. It really caught me off guard. And I, would, I was struggling, not going to lie, but I didn't tell anybody what was going on because I didn't have the words. I couldn't make out what was going on. So this week's episode of the podcast is I wanted to share my experience because I consider myself to be um, very self-aware, very self-curious. I work with my emotions all the time. I have a clear understanding of what's coming up most of the time. And when I don't understand, I check in with my therapist. So this was confusing for me, really confusing. Why was I so angry? I had to internalize it for a while as I, as I processed it. And this is my method of processing. It's not 
unusual for me to internalize as I figure stuff out. I am very used to doing this. Um, I'm very used to just working my way through my own emotions and feelings. Um, and that's just how I do it. And I don't have a problem with doing that. And the beauty of my husband is, is he doesn't have a problem with that either. He's very good at supporting me from afar, knowing that at some point I'm going to communicate with him about what's going on. He doesn't take it personally, which is an absolute blessing in our marriage because when somebody else is taking your behavior personally, it makes it really difficult for you to keep moving through what you need to move through because you're conscious that you might be doing something to upset somebody else and da 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 So I knew that I could retreat and I knew he wouldn't take it personally. I knew I would come out the other side. I just needed to kind of go and lean into these emotions. Um, but it was uncomfortable. I have never felt so internally conflicted because I couldn't make sense of the anger. And looking back now, of course it makes sense. You know, anger is a big process in grief and, you know, processing grief isn't one way fits all. You know, we're, we're back and forward in the different stages of grief all the time. And I'm many, many years down the road with my grief, but um, I was being presented with a time of, well, we were actually in a space, the actual resort in this beautiful island had so many memories, so many, that now looking back, I can understand the anger completely. The anger was, why isn't she here? It's not fair. Why me? Why her? Um, and I, anything anybody was doing, was just annoying me, was irritating me, was making me want to just blow up. And they weren't doing anything wrong. I had to retreat. I had to go inward and lean into this uncomfortableness in order for me to to kind of clear this fog. So what I wanted to share today was my messaging, being uncomfortable isn't isn't wrong, you know. Even though I felt so uncomfortable at that time, I did know the fog was going to lift. I did know that. I completely trusted that at some point this was going to get a lot more fluid and that I was going to get this clarity. The only way I can explain it, and I can feel it in my body right now, is this kind of restriction around my torso, this tightness in my body. And it wasn't anxiety. It was just a feeling of being held and not being able to kind of get out a bit like a straight jacket, not being, I'm, I'm sitting here recording this and I'm kind of wiggling myself trying to get out of a straight jacket. That's how it felt. It felt like these emotions had a really tight grip on me and I couldn't shake it off. What I realized though, is it wasn't about shaking it off. It was about feeling it and allowing it because when we allow ourselves to feel, it then really and truly does reveal what's ready to be healed Honestly, I cannot emphasize that enough. Allow yourself to feel in order to reveal what's ready to heal. Because this was another layer of myself being ready to let go. And when I was talking about this on my stories, on my Instagram stories recently, um, I I used the analogy of a lizard because we used to have a bearded dragon. And it just, it's kind of how it comes to me. In the if you've ever owned a type of reptile, they they shed skins as they're growing. And our little bearded dragon we had for a couple of years, so we, we managed to see him through different phases of his growth. And you'd know when he was coming up to the time of getting ready to shed because he would go inward 
and he would seek um, solace in the kind of shaded parts of his vivarium. We had different parts where there was lamps, where there was heat and sun, effectively. And then he would have like little hubby, um, hubbies, little, um, oh my goodness, what's the word? Cubbies, cubby holes, where he would go and retreat into himself because he knew that, instinctively knew that it was time to kind of shed the next layer. Then he would come out a few days later and he didn't eat a lot. He didn't have an awful lot to drink. Then he'd come out and then the skin would start lifting and you'd see him kind of wriggling out of these layers that were he'd outgrown, that he was ready to let go of. And this was a, a, this is exactly how I felt. I felt constricted and restricted by this layer that was now on me that was feeling very angry and very irritating. But in order for me to be able to shed that, I needed to go inwards and I needed to just retreat and be in my own thoughts and process what was going on so I could shed and let go and wriggle my way out of it. And during that process, I was really thinking things through and I didn't have my journal with me, which I um, couldn't believe I forgot to be fair. But as I got my phone out and started just making note upon note upon note on my phone and just scribbling my thoughts into my phone because I needed an outlet. I needed somewhere that I could put what I was thinking and feeling that I could reflect on as well in the future. And some of the things I wrote down, um, and I'm going to share them with you today, is being uncomfortable felt uncomfortable. However, it's allowed me to unlock more layers and download more insights about myself. I now understand and connect with myself so much deeper. And in this process of shedding, I've got even closer to understanding inner Steph, so my inner child, and where she's been showing up because she showed up with this real kind of, I wanted to have a tantrum. It's not fair. It's not right. Why me? What did I ever do? All of these people are sitting in this resort having a lovely time. They don't know what I'm missing here. They don't understand the massive loss that I've experienced. Now, I felt like that days and weeks after Kate died. I remember being in the middle of town centre because I had to be there for something. And I was with my mum at the time and I remember just saying to her, i got to get out of here. This world needs to slow down. I need to stop this world from turning because nobody here understands the level of pain I'm experiencing right now. And none of them know what they've lost because they've lost her as well. They may never have got to know her, but some of them would and they would be feeling the loss that I'm feeling. And I remember having those moments back then. And I think at that moment in Ibiza, I really connected to 21-year-old Steph, well, I was 20, 20 slash 21-year-old Steph, who was still very much in that. The world doesn't know what they've lost. And quite frankly, that's a damn shame as well. Um, So yeah, I connected much deeper to myself and inner Steph. And once I allowed myself to feel all of these things, it really allowed me then to feel safe to release and open up to the next level of me. It enabled me, a couple of days after this had happened for me, me and Grange went for lunch and we were sitting in a restaurant and I just told him all the things that were going on in my head, all the memories I was having, all the flashbacks, all the sadness that was coming and the anger that was coming as a result of that. And it allowed me to really communicate with him effectively and him to understand by him not probing me, by him not saying, what's wrong, what's wrong? Just allowing me to move myself through this process then gave me permission to 
feel what I needed to feel and then express it to him. And then he got a deeper understanding of me as well. So allowing myself to feel when I felt safe to do so released me and opened me up to the next level. And by not allowing ourselves to feel, we don't get the beauty of that. And when I talk about collateral beauty, there was so much beauty that I could see once the fog lifted of being on that trip. So much. Once the anger passed and I allowed that to come out, I then could see this place is really beautiful. And then I started to think things like, I wonder if her DNA is still here. I wonder if there's a part of this island that's never been touched by anyone but her and it's holding on to her DNA, this secret place that's just her. I was having thoughts like that. And one of the things I kind of walked away with, and I already have this level of awareness, but it just tightened it for me, was this realisation that all we have left at the end of the day, when somebody is, is gone, all we're left with is our memories and our photos of that person. Material items mean nothing. And I had this realization earlier on this year, like it, it deepened my realization anyway. And I, you know, me and Grange sing from the same song sheet when it comes to stuff like this, that whilst the kids, my kids still allow me to be in their world, as in they haven't created their own families yet, their own traditions and all those sorts of things. I'm going to soak up as much of them as I can because I won't be here forever. And one day they will be left with the memory of me. And I also want to carve out beautiful memories of trips that we take with them, days out that we have with them, so that my memory is with them as well, because my memories of my sister in that place are so beautiful and so funny as well. Every cat and dog that I saw whilst we were there last week made me think of her because she would have been that person that was sitting in the restaurant having breakfast in the morning and kind of you know, getting bits of ham and little bits of cheese and wrapping them up and going off to feed all the cats that have now become hers for the next two weeks. And I was, you know, I almost felt like I needed to do that for her. And my family are that way inclined anyway. So um, my mum was feeding the cats. My brother was feeding the cats. I was feeding the cats. Um, But it really, you know, those little things came rushing back to me about the dogs that she'd named herself and would come running to her whenever she'd go for a walk on the beach. Um, You know, all of those beautiful things. And, And those things are mine forever. Nobody can take those things from me. Those are the beautiful parts that I'm left with. And it really, again, showed me the collateral beauty of my lifetime lived is that I have all these moments and I have the opportunity to create these moments as well. And I I was left at the end of the week with this overriding sense of deep trust in myself that I can do hard things. I can face really difficult things. I have the ability to move myself through anything, even the most difficult emotions and experiences. I can do it to be kind and compassionate with myself as I allow myself to move through those things. So just for today, I would like to leave this with you. I'd like to leave this little nugget with you. What are you not allowing yourself to feel for the fear of what it may feel like or may bring up? If you could allow yourself to feel one thing that feels really scary or it's just very fearful of you to do that, what would it be? Because you may be surprised we can do hard things. We can, as humans, allow ourselves to move through difficult emotions and come out the other side different. 
we can all shed these layers of life and be the, the next version of ourselves, the next version that's ready and waiting. We can do it. We're just really afraid of the un uncomfortable emotions. But uncomfortable leads to awareness, self-discovery, and new levels of us-ness. So that's what I want to leave you with today. Also, whilst I have your attention, I am looking for guest speakers for the podcast. You may have seen in the past my series called Women Who Thrive. I am looking for women who thrive in their lifetime, even in the most difficult of times. I am all about thriving and not just surviving. So if you know of a woman in your life that would has got a beautiful story, lives her life full of intention and with the intention to thrive, I would love to hear about her. You can reach out to me by the different means in the show notes or email me steph at stephgranger.co.uk. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time. Thank you for being here and listening in. I am so, so grateful for this opportunity to spend time with you. I would love to hear from you about topics you would like me to dive into. And you can connect with me on the socials at I am Steph Granger. So before you go, let me leave you with this final thought. Just for today, be present in your life. Engage your senses. See what you see. Hear what you hear. And feel what you feel. And really notice what is right in front of you. Because one thing we truly know to be true is that we only have now. Take care. Until next time.